0: Go out on Tuesday and just vote like crazy. you got to get out there. The world is watching. They're all watching.
1: Oh, yeah, they're watching, Mr. President. They're watching. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling there's something right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs.
2: Joke
1: us to the right, here I am, stuck in the
2: middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck.
1: From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the Bradcast. As heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. Up in Santa Barbara on 98.7 FM. FM in San Diego on 93.7 FM, in Ridgecrest in China Lake, California on 99.5 FM, up in Oregon on KYAQ on the Central Coast, and Queso in Cottage Grove, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, in Maui, Hawaii on KAKU, Columbus, Ohio's 94.1 WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Grand Rapids, Michigan's WPRR, New Orleans' WHIV. Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, in Concord, New Hampshire on WNHN, in Fayetteville, Arkansas on KPSQ, in Seattle, Washington on KODX, Red Bluff and Redding, California's KFOI, Round Mountain, California's KKRN, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF. We also stream coast to coast and around the globe every day of the week. On the internets, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, Detour Talk, and other fine affiliates, both terrestrial and internets. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me. From Bradblog.com, thank you for joining us as we blanket planet Earth five days a week. Uh, Well, uh, it is Republican Congressional Appreciation Day, also says me, Desi Doyen. Do you know why it's Republican Congressional Appreciation Day?
2: Actually, that one, no, I don't.
1: Well, this is the one day each year when I like to celebrate the one and only good thing That the GOP Congress under George W. Bush actually did. Now you know what it is. (laughs) And that is changing daylight savings time so it gets here a whole hell of a lot earlier. Thank you Republicans in Congress during the George W. Bush administration. Other than that, I can't think of one damn thing that they did uh, that we should thank them for. In all of those years. Not kidding. Of course, if you feel differently, you can give me a call. We are live today in the studios here at beautiful KPFK, our flagship in Los Angeles. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. I hope to get to the phones a little bit later in the show. I do have a guest coming up momentarily, but then I hope to open up the phone lines if you'd like to ring in. uh, As we discussed on Friday's show, on the supposed face-to-face meeting that Donald Trump leapt, to agree to last week with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. there has been uh, some waffling from the White House about it since he accepted the offer. And now it appears that there may not have actually been an official offer at all from North Korea. We'll'll we'll, we'll try to get to some of that um, some of the latest on that in a bit as well. but as I explained in detail on Friday's broadcast, I think, That such a meeting, as ham-handed as the process has been and as wildly out of step with decades of U.S. foreign policy that it would be. I think such a meeting uh, between uh, Kim Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump is ultimately a good idea, if only because it makes it more difficult, in theory, for Donald Trump to launch a war against someone that he has actually met face to face. We'll discuss that a little bit more in a bit, along with your calls, if you have any thoughts on it. If you want to get on in line now, it's 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. But first, we've got another special election on Tuesday. This one, a big one, a special U.S. House election in Pennsylvania's 18th congressional district the very conservative and highly gerrymandered suburban and uh, sort of exurban rural areas south of Pittsburgh, where Republican Congressman Tim Murphy had represented the district from uh, for a long time, from 2003 up until his resignation in October of last year, after the married family values anti-abortion Republican was revealed to have had an affair with a woman, that uh, he appears to have recommended uh, should uh, receive an abortion. So that uh, triggered his resignation. That resignation triggered Tuesday's U.S. special election. This very Republican district went to Donald Trump solidly by about 20 points back in 2016. But late polls now show conservative Democratic candidate Connor Lamb either tied or up by about. Uh, Two or three. Uh, I saw one poll today, even six points now above Republican candidate Rick Saccone in this deeply red district. Outside right wing groups have been forced to dump some 10 million dollars into the race uh, in this district, which in normal years they uh, they otherwise should have been able to win handily. As voters head to the polls on Tuesday, Republicans are said to be very concerned now about the race, particularly after their uh, brutal loss in the uh, Alabama U.S. Senate race late last year. The beatdown they received in Virginia's gubernatorial race last year. Dozens of losses of previously Republican state legislative seats to Democrats since Trump's election and a number of very close calls in several other U.S. House special elections. Almost all of the uh, votes on Tuesday in Pennsylvania will be cast on highly hackable, oft-failed, and most disturbingly 100% unverifiable touchscreen uh, direct recording electronic or DRE voting machines that are still shamefully used across most of the state of Pennsylvania. So. Whatever the results are announced to be on Tuesday night will likely stand as the results, no matter what they really are, no matter what the voters intent actually was, and no matter how close or questionable those results turn out to be. So, uh, you know, here at the Bradcast, we uh, like to say we are making the world safe for democracy, or at least we are trying to. We've been warning about those systems in Pennsylvania for God knows how many years. They've been using them for 15. I think we've pretty much been warning about them for at at least that long. But, uh, you know, sometimes it, it seems like one step forward and two steps back with this stuff. That's certainly the case in Georgia today, where... After years of disasters with that state's 100% unverifiable touchscreen voting systems, that were first implemented across the state back in 2002, when, uh, along with Maryland, they were the first state in the nation to move to such this, uh, to such systems. Which they are still using today and which are still as insecure and hackable and most disturbingly impossible to oversee, completely unverifiable. You can't even even one vote cast on one of those systems cannot be verified. Out of the millions that have been cast on them since 2002, we can't verify that these machines have ever verified a single vote in any election for any candidate or initiative on the ballot that it's ever been uh, accurately uh, reflecting the voter intent. So finally, after years of electoral debacles in Georgia with these systems, including their recent admission that the state of Georgia's entire voting role, its entire voting system ballot programming files, and it the administrative passwords for the system that they used in Georgia— uh, that they've been using for 15 years that those all of that information was discovered to have been left online with no password protection just before the 2016 presidential election there completely unguarded for download by anyone I could go on and on with the debacles and disasters in the state of Georgia with this uh, touchscreen debold system, and I have, in fact, on this program, gone on and on over the past 15 years or so about it. But Georgia is finally now looking to move to a new voting system for the entire state after all of this mess. That is the good news. But that good news largely ends there at the moment. The state Senate in Georgia has now passed a bill to fund new computerized election systems. And that bill is being uh, studied this week in the state assembly. Uh, It's being touted as a paper ballot bill or a move to paper ballots as the Atlanta Journal-Constitution initially and horribly misreported it. I know it sounds good. Oh, they're finally getting paper ballots in Georgia. This new system if adopted by the legislature in Georgia, would replace the existing 100% unverifiable touchscreen direct recording electronic system, or DRE, with another 100% unverifiable uh, touchscreen system known as a ballot marking device, or BMDs. Now, pay attention to what we're going to talk about here, because this is not just about Georgia. These ballot marking devices are a system which is also a touchscreen, but which prints out a computer-marked paper ballot, which is then tallied by an optical scan system. Now, never mind hand-counting at the moment. These these paper ballots are not even hand-marked by human beings. The computer does the marking, either marking it correctly or incorrectly. Who knows? After an election, there is no way to know that any of those computer-marked paper ballots actually reflect the intent of any voter. But these new, de- new these new devices are what Georgia lawmakers are deceptively describing as a move to paper ballots in the state. And they're ready to spend millions on them. To make matters worse, much worse, in fact, it is not just Republican-controlled Georgia that is moving to these types of Devices, these BMDs, ballot marking devices, here in Los Angeles. That's right, here in Los Angeles, the largest voting jurisdiction in the country, by the way, L.A. County. It's it's larger on its own, I believe, than 32 or uh, 39 states or something, just L.A. County alone. Here we are, too, moving from hand-marked paper ballots that we currently use now to computer-marked BMDs. Before the 2020 presidential election, according to the L.A. County Registrar Recorder, Dean Logan, and many other states and jurisdictions are also looking towards the move to these unverifiable BMDs in places like Georgia, uh, as I said, and L.A. County, as I said, but also Texas and Tennessee and many other states are looking to Georgia and Los Angeles to see if they, too, want to move to such a system to see how they go here. Some have already done so. Six counties uh, in, uh, in Texas you, uh, last week during the first in the nation 2018 primaries just last Tuesday, they used the ES&S ExpressVote ballot marking device computers in those, uh, in those races in six different counties, I'm told. A number of counties in Tennessee are already using it. And ES&S, which is the largest private voting vendor in the nation, is said to be selling the same system now to West Virginia. But the computer marked paper ballot problem is only part of this problem. In fact, it's even more troubling than that on both the ES&S system I mentioned and another one that's being made by Dominion Voting and by the one that is being publicly developed here by Los Angeles County. To discuss all of this after writing about just some of the dangers of these BMDs today at Bradblog.com in an article headlined, Latest Threat to Democracy, Barcodes, Ballot Marking Devices, a.k.a. Electronic Pencils, is Jennifer Cohn. She's an attorney and election integrity advocate from San Francisco, uh, from the Bay Area. She graduated from UCLA and Hastings College of of Law. As an attorney, she has uh, covered insurance coverage and appellate law, uh, appellate law and has practiced for more than 20 years as an attorney. But since 2016, she has devoted her professional efforts full time now towards investigating our insecure election system and potential solutions to it. Um, Jenny Cohn, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate you joining us today, Jenny, uh, and uh, thank you for this f- uh, fantastic article that you ra- uh, ran at Bradblog.com today. Uh, I want to talk about your specific concerns about BMDs, but since you're sort of new, uh, in a sense, to the election integrity fight, uh, I, uh, I got to say, I've been following your work for the past year or so, and you have dug deeper than just about anybody I know into the... Deep, deep archives on election integrity and transparency issues that we have been covering at Bradblog.com for all of these years. And you've been looking at other sites as well, lawsuits, academic papers, congressional testimony on all of this. uh, All of which, I should say none of which, has received the attention that it deserves over over the past 15 years. Suddenly now, folks like yourself seem to be concerned about it all. Uh, now that Donald Trump reportedly won the 2016 election, before we get to the specifics of your article and your concerns about BMDs, uh, wh- why and how did you become an, an, an what we call an E.I. advocate, election integrity advocate, uh, and a citizen journal uh, journalist on this stuff over the past year or so?
0: Well, two
3: things coincided more or less at the same time. Number one, um, I was not working anymore as an attorney. I mm-hmm. left my I was a partner in a small law firm and I'd left about three years before mm-hmm. I had young kids. And so um, so I, wasn't, I had time.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, number two, I became concerned about after the 2016 election and someone on social media on Twitter, had asked if anyone had time to research the voting machines. Mm -hmm. Candidly, I wasn't particularly interested when I decided to do it, but I thought I could help. I have pretty good research skills having practiced law so long. And immediately I was struck by the um, chasm between how the media and most election officials have assured the public that the situation with our machines, or at least they did at the time, and they still really are, Mm -hmm have assured the public that the situation is not that bad and the discrepancy between that and what the IT community that has studied elections seems Mm -hmm. to say. Um, In particular an example of that is the notion that we have often heard mostly from election officials uh, that it would be very difficult for a hacker to use the internet to alter election tallies Mm. and according to the IT experts and they explain it quite well that just simply isn't true. The air gap um, mm-hmm. between the voting machine and the Internet is certainly not sufficient to prevent tampering with the tallies because there is other election equipment involved in the process that takes those tallies that, or, or that is related to those tallies and that um, could be an avenue for hackers to interject malicious code that could affect tally
1: yeah there is there was uh you know even in the run-up to the 2016 election you had Democrat you had Barack Obama out there saying well we don't have to worry because our systems are a they're decentralized and B they' most of them are not hooked up to the internet but that avoids the 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 serious concern that uh, computer scientists and security experts have that yes they are all connected to the internet in that, all of these uh, computers are programmed in some fashion on computers that are connected to the Internet. And if they're connected to the Internet, then the, uh, any virus or malware can get onto those uh, the, the jump drives that they use to then stick into the voting systems and the tabulators uh, because I have to program each and every election uh, the ballots every year. And people don't seem to understand that. It's, it's quite frustrating, Jenny.
3: Yes, it's it's pretty frustrating and then I would also hear things that seem just blatantly false on their face from the election officials that it would be really difficult to alter for ha- for hackers to alter the outcome of an election in part on that notion that our systems are so decentralized. Mm-hmm. In in a sense maybe they're decentralized in that certain counties, this, different states have technically different systems and maybe the counties don't have to have the exact same systems. But in a bigger sense, they really aren't, because they're, what I discovered is that there are just two major mega-vendors, ES&S and Dominion, mm-hmm. that, according to a recent Wharton, um, Wharton report, mm-hmm. they account for somewhere between 80 and 90% of all U.S. election equipment. Yep. And so um, I don't consider that to be particularly decentralized.
1: Private vendors controlling our public elections. But, uh, you know, here in L.A. County, our registrar has been uh, very proud of the process over the past few years that he has been developing uh, a system that will be made uh, supposedly by uh, L.A. County itself, or at least contracted by L.A. County. uh, That is one of these ballot-marking devices that I I talked about in the intro there and that they're moving towards for the state of Georgia. So what is... Uh, what what is the problem as you see it, Jennifer Cohn, with uh, barcodes or QR codes? Those are the square ones, I think, that they're going to be using out here in Los Angeles on our ballots. What what are the, what's the what's the problem that you see uh, with these computer printed? Hey, they're paper ballots, aren't they? But they're computer printed, and they include barcodes and QR codes. Uh, what are your uh, major problems with these BMDs as you see them?
3: Well, because as an attorney I'm used to researching things, I immediately took to researching that. Mm-hmm. The alarm had already been sounded for me by another election integrity advocate, Marilyn Marks, who, mm-hmm. as you know, is very involved in the situation in Georgia where they're thinking of moving to such a system, such a barcoded ballot-marking yep. device system.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I researched it, and I found an article which explained um, that experts are beginning to express quite a bit of concern about the notion of barcodes and ballots, and I, I think that the, let's see, the quote from the article was that barcodes and ballots could give hackers a chance to rewrite results in ways that could not be traceable. So um, that is a serious concern, that printouts from these ballot marking devices, mm-hmm. at least from the two most popular ones, which are the ES&S ExpressVote and the Dominion, uh, I think it's called ImageCast, mm-hmm. Both of them produce these printouts, which have a barcoded portion and then a summary that supposedly represents the voter's selections. But it's the barcoded portion that is then counted by the ap- by the optical scanners, and apparently that is, according to the experts, um, a, a real a real risk. Related to that, yeah. the concern that I have is that it, um, experts have recommended, 100 experts wrote a letter to Congress last year recommending paper ballots, ideally hand-marked paper ballots, and optical scanners. Mm -hmm. So the optical scanners are already a hackable device, and if you add the ballot marking devices, these electronic pencils, on top of that you are doubling the number of vulnerable Mm. electronic computers that you're using in any given election. So even putting hacking aside, you're doubling the chances of computer glitches, of paper jams, because not only does the optical scanner have to receive the Mm -hmm. printout or ballot, but the ballot marking device itself, um, you have to put a paper into it before it generates the printout for you. Um, So that's a problem. And then on top of it, they... They, so they not only double the number of potential glitches and the potential for just out-and-out hacking, mm-hmm. but because they produce these, com- these computer-marked printouts or ballots are coming from a computer, there's the possibility of vote-flipping. And along with that, because of that possibility, whether it's due to something nefarious or due to a glitch, mm-hmm. it requires voters to take this extra step called verification. Which means that they have to then go over the printout to make sure their votes weren't flipped, um, or just, or some of their selections weren't flipped, mm-hmm. or some of them just, that some of them weren't omitted entirely. And this is very similar to the situation that we've seen over the past 15 years with uh, uh, another touch screen voting machine, uh, Direct Record Electronic, that right. generate voter verifiable uh, paper audit trails. Mm-hmm. Which have really fallen into disfavor, in part because studies have shown that voters rarely even look at the voter-verified paper audit trails. Yep. There was a Las Vegas study that showed that less than 40% of voters even checked them at all. There's no reason to think that would be any different with... Uh, with computer-generated printouts from a, b- a ballot marking device.
1: And let me, before you go on, uh, Jenny, let me yeah. just underscore a few of the points that you made there, because I think they're really important, and I've been trying to get some of these across to people. But they really they hear paper ballots and they think, okay, we're cool, we're safe, no no worries. First, these systems that have barcodes printed onto the ballot, that. That barcode, that non-human-readable barcode or QR code, whatever they use, that can't be read by human beings, that, in theory, is what the optical scanners are going to uh, read, not the stuff that is... The, the selections uh, for candidate A, for candidate B, for Proposition 15 and sixty, whatever, that stuff may be printed on the ballot. you The voter may look at that uh, information and, and see that, OK, those are the candidates I voted for. But that's not the information that is actually counted by the computer systems that determine the result. They actually read that unreadable, uh, unhuman readable barcode or, or QR code instead. Correct.
3: Right. Yes, correct. And in that sense, they're very similar to DREs.
1: Now, would you feel any better about these systems if they did not read the uh, unverifiable barcodes, but instead they used uh, computer printed selections rather than hand marked selections? Uh, but they use computer-printed selections that supposedly the voter has uh, you know, specified and, and then checked before depositing the ballot in the box. In other words, if they use the the names of the candidates uh, or a little oval that was filled in next to the name of the candidate, um, but not filled in by the voter, filled in by the computer, would you feel any better about uh, computer systems like that? Because I have to underscore, this is not just... You know, Republicans in Georgia that are are doing are putting these are moving very quickly to these systems all across the country. It's here in L.A. and elsewhere. Would would that make you feel any better if it if they didn't read the barcodes if they just read the computer printed, uh, uh, computer marked paper ballot instead?
3: Um, it would make me feel only marginally better, so not better enough. The, the reason being, again, they're too similar to what we've seen with with voter verifiable paper audit trails Mm -hmm. where most the Las Vegas studies show that most people don't actually check them. So you're, and especially if you don't have election officials on election day telling people to check them, there's a very high possibility that they won't, it won't even occur to voters to check them. And then on, on top of it, there's a very good chance that when they read them, even if they do check them, they're not going to notice if there's a flip mm-hmm. because, and I say that because there was a Rice university study of, of review screens actually, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: which um, it, it, there were, it was a study of review screens and it showed that 60% of so the majority of voters did not notice when their votes were flipped.
1: So that was like a summary at the end of the voting at the, uh, that was shown to them on the screen, which is easier to read often than paper shown to them on the screen and 60% of, the t- of those who did bother to check it, 60% of the time they didn't notice when the computer had actually flipped their vote?
3: That's right, and it's actually easy to understand why that's the case, because when you're looking at a summary of your selections after the fact, you might remember pretty well the very top of the ticket, um, who you voted for president and such, but ballots often have many different items mm-hmm. on them and referendums, and as you go further down the ballot, you may not remember off the top of your head the names of the people that you voted for. You may have used a cheat sheet, you may um, mm-hmm. have not, but it would it requires you to rack your brain in a way that a hand-marked paper ballot simply doesn't. So it, it adds this extra step that may very well tax people's memories, especially when a lot of people are waiting behind them in line and getting impatient. It's, uh, I mean, really the kicker yeah. for all of this is there is... Uh, A scientist or a professor from MIT named Ted Selker, Mm -hmm. who when VVPATS first came out, he was quite concerned with them.
1: Those are, just to be clear, those are the the little paper Um, trails that come out of some of the touchscreen systems, like the ones they use up in in Nevada and so forth, those that you're supposed to be able to verify, but nobody ever does. But yeah, go ahead.
3: Right, and I'm saying these are very similar to the computer printouts from a ballot marking device. And what he found, he watched 100 voters, and of the or 500 voters, and of those 500, less than um, less than one in 10 were willing to start the process over when they were even expressly told that there was a problem with their ballot. So, again, the bottom line being that even if these Anything that is supposed to be voter verifiable Mm
2: -hmm.
3: but isn't a hand-marked paper ballot, which sort of self-verifies as you Mm -hmm. write it out by hand, um, there's a very good chance that even if someone reviews it, which is unlikely, and even if they find errors, which is unlikely – that they won't want to do anything about it because they've been waiting in line, there are people behind them, and it's just too much trouble.
1: And we can't, uh, you know, ultimately we can't know if they checked it at all, if they did see a problem, but they, as you say, Jenny Cohn, they they, uh, didn't want to go back, they thought it was their fault, they were embarrassed about it, or they just didn't have time because if it's, you know, in a presidential election, sometimes they're standing in line already for a couple of hours before you get to vote. Uh, And as you note, uh, Jenny, you cite the instance that I personally had on one of these systems in uh, 2008 here in L.A. County that was created for uh, disabled voters, and I tried to use it, this audio uh, voting system that prints out my ballot, and to my shock and surprise it misprinted 4 out of 12 of my votes in this statewide uh, uh, primary back in 2008 and i can tell you personally i studied that ballot after it printed out for i don't know 5 10 15 minutes trying to figure out was this my fault did i screw it up i was embarrassed i didn't we want to go back and 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 show it to anybody you know before i finally said okay there's a problem here i'm going to uh, you know figure out what happened and we later learned that it was, in fact, a misprogrammed computer that misprinted four out of 12 of my votes here in Los Angeles County. So exactly. th- It's not and, a theoretical really thing. St- yeah,
3: Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no. I was just saying it's not a theoretical thing. I can tell you firsthand it has happened to me, and yet we are going to uh, these systems here in Los Angeles County uh, before the next presidential election for... Millions. I don't know, what are we, 14 million voters or something like that here in L.A.? I,
3: I don't know how many voters are yeah. in L.A., but yes, it, um, Georgia and L.A. County, and you mentioned a few other places, mm-hmm. are starting to push this. And what's just so stunning to me is that we have just been through a 15-year crisis of election integrity with DRE touchscreen machines, yep. and the analogies between those touchscreens and these ballot-marking device touchscreens is so obvious. And yet it seems to be flying under the radar. And no one seems to have learned from our experience with ballot marking devices. I wouldn't have even known about this issue, frankly, if you hadn't first called it to my attention. And Georgia is, they're expecting some kind of pat on the back and victory dance if they get this new legislation passed that would allow these ballot unnecessary except perhaps for people who can't hand mark ballots mm-hmm. but these un- otherwise unnecessary touchscreen ballot marking devices to be used by the state of Georgia because they have some paper involved as if all paper is equivalent yep. and as if it didn't add in yet another type of touchscreen device when we've just had so much trouble yeah. It, it to was screen devices. Yeah. It's, it's outrageous.
1: It is, and it's disturbing, and, you know, it, it, it's taken me years to get people to stop using the word paper trail and start using the word paper ballot, and now it's been years I'm trying to get people to not use the word paper ballot but use hand-marked paper ballots because it's you even an have— an enormous
3: learning curve.
1: It is, and you've you been to, on that I mean, curve. it's an
3: enormous learning curve yeah. to get people to say, yes, paper ballots, and then you have to refine that further to hand-marked paper ballots and— um Whether we can get enough people educated and enough people sort of influencers in the media and elsewhere educated is a question, but that sort of has become my quest, and I'm certainly not the only one. You were at this long before I was, and um, advocates like Marilyn Marks as well, but it's just it still is not getting the type of attention from the media, which frankly is still really underplaying underplaying the
1: risk. Oh, yeah. They they Um, see the words uh, paper ballots and they're done. And the fact is, you know, it's not entirely their fault because a lot of election integrity advocates, including Democrats and uh, groups like uh, Common Cause uh, and Verified Voting. And like I say, L.A. County is not exactly a, a bastion of Republicans here. They have been advocating for systems like this, these computer marked paper ballots For years, and, you know, I've been asking for years, is there something that they understand that you and I don't? I don't think they do. Uh, Jennifer Cohn, I'm going to point people towards your uh, great piece. Uh, It's really simple uh, for even, you know, the uh, beginning election integrity advocates, uh, laymen to understand at bradblog.com, headlined latest threat to democracy, barcodes, and ballot marking devices, A.K.A. electronic pencils. Uh, I know you've been on a tough learning curve, and uh, Jenny, Jenny, you're just you're doing a fantastic job and an important service to our country. So I wanted to thank you for that, and I will look forward to more of your uh, your coverage, Bradblog.com, and on the twitters.
3: Thank you so much,
1: Brad. This was fun. You can find uh, Jenny Cohn yourself, and you should on her very lively Twitter feed. She is at Jenny Cone 1. That's the number 1. Jenny Cone 1 on Twitter. Follow her there. We need to take a quick break here and we'll come back. Some of you folks are uh, calling in with the thoughts and questions on some of this. I also want to talk about North Korea if I can. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. That's 818-985 KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your broadcast. <laughs> Making sense of it all, or at least trying to. that's bradblog.com dot com slash donate. and thanks Welcome back to the broadcast. Brad Friedman from bradvlog dot com with you here. I want to get to uh, some of the callers in a moment here, but on Friday's show, uh, I detailed how, uh, though Trump seems to have thought he was the first U.S. president uh, to have a North Korean leader agree to come to the negotiating table, the fact is that the North has been trying to get such a face-to-face meeting with an American president for years, for decades, in fact. And if this meeting actually happens uh, that uh, he, that uh, Trump leapt to agree to, it will likely be seen, or at least characterized by North Korea as a great victory, Uh, a great victory for the North Korean leader, uh, Kim Jong-un. He'll be seen on equal footing with the president of the United States. Now, that said, while many Democrats have been very critical of Trump uh, for agreeing to this meeting since the story broke late last week, uh, and as they seem uh, to worry that Trump doesn't know what he's doing, which he doesn't, and that he'll make a bad deal on behalf of the U.S., which... He very well could. I, I am still personally fine with all of that, because I think or I'd uh, like to hope that it's actually more difficult to bomb the hell out of someone after you've actually met them in person. And I think, uh, therefore, it cannot hurt In that we, the United States, and perhaps selfishly those of us out here on the West Coast, uh, that we will be safer, at least in the short term, or at least there's a possibility of it, even if we end up with a bad long-term geopolitical deal for the U.S. And if we can avoid another new war, much less a potential nuclear conflagration that could be launched by this madman, and I'm talking about Donald Trump here in this case, if we can avoid that, anything that might avoid that, I would say that's a good thing. So I explained that in detail why, due to the crazy man in our White House that we are dealing with, essentially a madman with a gun, as I described it on Friday's show. You can download it at bradblog.com. That madman with the gun would be Donald Trump in this case. That, With that, anything that we can do to get the gun out of the crazy man's hands— will keep us all safer. But I'd love your thoughts on that. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-5735. Do you believe a face-to-face meeting right now between Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un is a good thing? Uh, If so, why? If not, why not? And by the way, will this meeting ever actually happen? The White House has already been wobbling about this uh, on Friday. As it turns out, Trump was so eager to jump to accept this invitation, he immediately accepted it, even though apparently there was no actual formal invitation at all from Kim Jong-un. Just a message that was passed through the uh, South Korean officials uh, who had been meeting with Kim in uh, Pyongyang last week. A message that he'd, he'd like to meet at some point with Donald Trump, which Trump seems to have taken as an, an official invite. Um, boy, just, you know, anything to distract from his woes. <laughs> uh, anyway, love your thoughts on that. 818 985 Five seven three five. If you have any, uh, Twitter uh, Laurie on Twitter uh, tweeted me at the Brad blog to say I'm totally on the same wavelength with your theory on this whole meeting thing. Let the narcissists disarm each other with their little charm and flattery session. That sounds good to me. Be nice to him, Kim, and uh, he'll do. Donald Trump will do anything for you if you're if you're nice to him. is our phone number. My thanks again to Jenny Cohn for uh, helping us to begin to understand. And I'm going to continue on this path because people need to understand where we are going. And it is not a good thing with these ballot marking devices, these BMDs, these unverifiable electronic pencils. It is not a good thing. 818-985-5735 is not a Republican thing or a Democratic thing. It's coming here to L.A., uh, at the same time uh, that it looks to be going to Georgia and it's already in Texas and Tennessee and moving to West Virginia and elsewhere. And I've spoken with Democrats. Congressman Rush Holt years ago told me, Brad, I would love if every voter in America voted on a ballot marking device. And he was a rocket scientist. Literally. Uh, let me get to some calls. Bob in Gardena. Hey, Bob, welcome to the broadcast.
4: Hey, Brad. Uh, thanks for the call. Sure. I fully agree with the lady uh, who talked about narcissism, and it might save millions of lives. But he was uh, right about one thing it is a rigged system, and that's how he got in power, and that's how the ke- nation keeps going to the right, to fashions, of, uh, fascism, whatever you want to call it. And uh, they're both on the same team, basically, Democrats and Republicans. I hope the lefties can wake up and realize that.
1: I, you had me, Bob, until you said they're both on the same team, that they're that they're both uh, doing the same thing. I, I agree that Democrats are often a disaster. They're certainly a disaster in this case when it comes to election integrity. Uh, but I think it's really lazy to say that they're both the same. They are not. One of them, I, I believe, is evil. The other one, I believe, is is scared and lazy and frightened. Um yeah,
4: there's enough on the, there's enough Democrats on the same team, and Obama's a good example, and uh, they get enough votes to to stay with the right uh, state on the right side, and in that sense, they're on the, There's enough of them on the same team, uh, and uh, you would uh, have changes in your ballot system if the Democrats did anything about it. When they had power, they didn't do anything
1: about it. Well, they tried to. They were blocked. Repeatedly, they were blocked. Now, that said, what they were trying to do uh, was not good, was push these BMD systems. They think these are more verifiable. They are wrong, and they're not listening to the computer scientists. But I take your points on all of the above, Bob, and I appreciate that call uh, very much. Let me go to uh, David in uh, in Irvine. Hey, David, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, this is first-time caller. Thanks, sir. Uh,
5: and I have a, uh, a computer science degree from MIT and a, and mm-hmm. a master's from UCI, and mm-hmm. I've worked in cryptography. And you really, everyone needs to use number two pencils on optical forms, okay? So that they're traceable and they can be scanned. That's great; you get your results really fast. But you do not trust the computers, okay?
1: I thank I, I of course I agree except for the scanned part. Yeah, they can be scanned if you must, but uh, you well, know those scanners can also be gamed in the same way, as you know, David.
5: Absolutely, but you have the paper records.
1: Right.
2: And The
5: paper records don't require any authentication. They don't require anything except that the person, when I went to the voting booth.
2: Yeah. And by the way, I, I
5: don't even I don't bother with the voting booth. I I vote my mail, so my vote almost never counts. <laughs> um, but. Well, uh, what
1: makes you think your vote doesn't count, because it's by mail? Uh,
5: because usually the margins are larger than the vote-by-mail margins. That's
1: well, well... Yeah.
5: That. My, my vote would count if yeah. you were close. And by the way, I voted uh, for the first time for someone who got elected, even though my vote in California didn't, didn't count. Um, I'm admitting to being a Trump voter, but I'm really a libertarian. Um, um, but my point is, my point is, use paper records paper and pencil are really clear to everyone you don't need to understand touch screens touch screens can be confusing yep okay um these these records that you're talking about where you play with a touch screen and then it prints something out no no that's where you 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 fill out with number two pencil on a little blob okay just like you did in in kindergarten okay
1: well, I hope I hope folks here uh, and David, I got to get to some other calls. I appreciate it. I hope folks here in L.A. County hear what you're saying, because the largest voting jurisdiction in the nation, larger than 32, 38, 39 states, I don't know, is about to go to these systems, and as is the rest of the country, we need hand marked paper ballots. One other point uh, for David is that, uh, in in fact, just to be clear, so people don't uh, misunderstand, every vote is counted. Whether it's counted accurately or not, that's a separate issue. But whether you cast a vote by mail or not, it is all counted, not only in close elections. As a matter of fact, uh, in most places, those those, uh, vote-by-mail ballots are actually counted before the Election Day ballots. So... Vote-by-mail ballots are all counted. They do matter. Provisional ballots, if you're forced to cast one of those for some reason, because your name doesn't show up on the the voting rolls for some reason, those are also counted if you can be verified as a legitimate uh, 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 registered voter. So just trying to clarify some of these things because apparently it all matters. People don't seem to understand these things no matter how many years i beat everyone over the head with them here on the broadcast. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Uh, One more call before the break here. Susan from Redondo Beach. Hey, Susan, welcome to the broadcast.
0: Hi, Brad. Um, There are a couple of things. I couldn't agree with you more on certain things, except I do believe the Democrats and Republicans are kind of equally bought off, um, and therein lies the problem. But... You know, I listen to results in elections in other countries Mm -hmm. where they're hand-counted paper ballots and they wait for the election result. Yeah. You know, if we have to go back and verify everything, we still have to wait for the real result. So, and I know I would rather wait for the election result and know that it was an accurate, fair election and i think that would be true for the majority of americans.
1: And to be clear Susan, we don't have to we don't have to wait in New Hampshire where uh, about 40% of the towns they they count by hand at the polling place, publicly count by hand at the polling place on election night. Most of those towns are done before the Uh, Optical scan, the Diebold optical scan town. So if you're counting precinct by precinct publicly and posting the results before the ballots move anywhere, that's the democracy's gold standard. And you don't have to wait for that. And I should further add sort of in response also to David, uh, you know, we had paper ballots in Michigan, in uh, Wisconsin after the 2016 presidential election. We had hand marked paper ballots in most of the, the both of those states. And we still couldn't get a count, despite how close it was, despite the questions about that election. So that's why I think we need to get it right on election night, as I frequently say.
0: Yeah, hand paper ballots. And by the way, around him being um, a—he's uh, not just a narcissist, he's a sociopath. And so I agree that they should meet, but there are two things. One, I think there needs to be some supervision, because as, as somebody calls him on my Facebook— <laughs> paid uh, notices I get in calling man baby. yeah and, uh,
1: which one which and one Susan, Susan Trump, Trump or Kim
0: a therapist for 25 years all right well he's a narcissist and he's a sociopath, sociopath and diagnosable on both counts <laughs> and so it's not just that you have to be nice to him it takes brown nose and flattery of the highest order.
1: Thank you, Susan. I appreciate that call, and I would say that by that all of those descriptions of the man baby, which one's she talking about? Donald Trump or uh, Kim Jong Un? You can't tell anymore. Whenever I talk about a uh, you know crazy a madman with nuclear arms, I used to be talking about Kim. Now I am uh, much more uh, concerned about Donald Trump. Than I am, frankly, about Kim Jong-un. Let's uh let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more of your calls. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your broadcast. Don't touch that dial. <laughs>
2: Bradblog.com slash donate. That's Bradblog.com slash donate. And thanks.
1: Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com, taking your calls at 818 985 5735. Uh, Senator uh, Dianne Feinstein on Monday ripped Donald Trump's plan to harden schools against armed attacks, saying that he caved and his pledge to back tougher gun laws is hollow. Trump, uh, she said, has completely caved to the gun lobby to no one's surprise. The president's words of support for stronger gun safety laws proved To be hollow, she said, the White House unveiled its school and gun safety proposals on Sunday in response to the Florida shooting in Parkland on uh, Valentine's Day. The proposal did not call for comprehensive background checks for gun purchases. It did not call for raising the age to buy a rifle from 18 to 21, two positions that Trump had previously indicated he had supported. Feinstein added on Monday that arming teachers is an utterly ridiculous idea. She said uh, she accused Trump of aligning his priorities with ideas that were endorsed by the gun lobby. She said responding to the murder of 17 students and educators by endorsing the gun lobby's platform is a shameful abdication of the president's responsibility to lead. Shame on you, Mr. President, she said. Trump had initially voiced support for those ideas, like raising the purchase of firearms to 21, uh, to 21 years of age. Senior executives, however, from the National Rifle Association had reportedly asked the president at a lunch just a few days later to reconsider his position on the idea, and that came after a televised meeting With lawmakers in which Trump told, uh, mocked, in fact, mocked Congressman, uh, I'm sorry, Senator Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, when he had hesitated at that proposal, telling him, quote, you're afraid of the NRA. Well, now Donald Trump uh, appears to be afraid of that same NRA. Uh, Let me get to uh, back to the calls. 818-985-5735. Our friend uh, Morris, as ever in Long Beach. Hey, Mo, welcome to the broadcast, sir.
6: Hey, praise God! There's an alternative to the military media complex, huh?
1: Yeah.
2: Hey,
6: hey, listen, listen, this Brad. Here's what we're gonna do. You've right. heard of Occupy Wall Street? Yes, sir. We're gonna we're gonna storm the the county board of supervisors. We want the kids to come out with their skateboards and their bicycles. Get the old people to come out with their wheelchairs and their canes, and get the farmers to bring the hogs and the chickens. Then we're gonna get us a bullhorn. Put Jenny. Uh, calling, up, uh, calling up there, let her be talking, and we're going to get the World uh, Council of Churches to serve as a security for her. What do you think, Red?
1: I'm down with that, Mo. Uh, who's going to be organizing that? Because I'm kind of busy every day on the air. You, You in charge? Well, that's why I didn't want to
6: put you out there, Brad, because I figured they started doing some arresting. Right? I figured we could sacrifice, and we could let Jenny go, but you got a show to do. But uh, I'll give that some thought, and I'll get back with you.
1: All right. Well, listen, I think it's a great idea, except for the having to sacrifice Jenny to jail. But other than that, no. Listen, we we have to we have to speak up we have to respond uh you know this has been i've been trying to i've had dean logan the la county clerk on the show to talk about this to try to help people understand but it's very confusing it's very difficult to understand and people don't understand that you know these are going to be unverifiable votes and they tend to only worry about it after they've lost an election after their Chosen candidate uh, has lost, and then they start asking questions about the voting system. Hey, people! By then, it is too late. You
6: got that right, Brad. Isn't Debold yeah. still in the business? Who? Uh, Diebold. Uh, Diebold.
1: Yeah, Diebold. Actually, no, no, they're they're uh, they're still in the business of uh, ATMs, uh, but not voting. so They sold off their voting systems. Uh, And so they've been uh, essentially uh, taken over by sort of two companies, ES&S and Dominion. Those are the two largest voting systems. By the way, Dominion is a Canadian company. A Canadian company, that's right, runs uh, the bulk of U.S. elections. Behave yourself, Brad. Keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's go to, uh, let's see, let's go to Bill. Am I right here? Bill in Lake Elsinore. Welcome to the broadcast, Bill. Thank you, Brad. Yep.
7: Um, so the, this thing all about the technology is you, you don't uh, doubt technology It's the human element because bold and those bank computers, mm-hmm. you know we know how secure those are, how reliable those are. They're sound.
1: No, they're um, not, Bill. Actually, uh, we covered a story a couple of weeks ago. There's something called jackpotting, and all over the world, they have figured out how to hack the ATMs so they literally spew out cash from them. That said, go ahead.
7: Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I would normally um, trust and rely on corporate computers mm-hmm. and, and safe sound systems, which would be a, a, simply to install. Okay, with that, however, um, I spoke to the U.S. ambassador to Japan. Mm-hmm. A serious conversation about Kim Jong-un in Korea, yep. how they're not a threat to not one person on this continent, on this side of the earth. Um, and as far as uh, Trump uh, and Kim Jong-un, Trump's just a, uh, let's forget, he's just a figurehead. He's a moniker, a brand for the communications industry. Does that make sense?
1: Sort of, yeah. But he's also a uh, danger and a menace to the planet, as I see it, Bill.
7: Judges is a blowhard, he's just going on and on. It's always just something just to get you know ratings and sensational and attention.
1: Uh, yeah, well, but you know what's not? No, it's not just to get ratings. Uh, his EPA administrator Scott Pruitt has been killing one uh, environmental protection after another, and we are headed towards. Uh, you live out here in California. Surely you have noticed uh, what what's going on on our planet here. And um, this cannot be undone once uh, global warming and the climate crisis truly kicks in. So I I'm with you in general, but I think you may misunderestimate the uh, dangers of uh, Donald Trump and the national emergency that I consider us to be in. Appreciate the call, Bill. Uh, let me go to... Have uh, time for one or two more? Sure. 818-985-5735. Let me go to Michael in Newport Beach. Hey, Michael, welcome to the broadcast, sir.
5: Hey, Brad, how you doing? I'm okay. okay yeah, I just... Uh, this is hard for Democrats and people on the left to ever comprehend or swallow, but... Uh, Fox News and and, uh, and O'Reilly and all those people every day they are our enemy, and until we, I mean, we just don't even have a an idea of where the hatred they have for for our side of the aisle, if you want to call it that, the the left is gonna we're just like the voting thing. I mean, we're not going to cheat. We know that, but until we have this mentality of, and I'm not calling cheat. I'm just saying until we realize what we are up against because yep. this is going to get and you you allude to, you know mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to get ugly and it, it's too bad, I'm an old white guy I have actually voted for a Republican before, but these people now I tell you It ain't good. It ain't pretty.
1: It ain't pretty at all, uh, Michael, and I appreciate the call and I appreciate the thought. And, you know, whether anyone cheats, whether it's Democrats, Republicans, anybody else, whether there are errors that are happening in the programming, you need a public system that can be overseen by we, the people. So everyone knows that no one has cheated. So everyone knows that there has not been errors in the programming that's what it's about. It's not we're not about uh, trusting in, in our elections. Elections and democracy is not about trust. It is about oversight. And that's what we're fighting for right here every day on the broadcast. And we will do it again tomorrow on the broadcast. I hope you will join me then. Until then, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyan. To my soundboard operator today, D'Angelo Jones, to my guest, Jenny Cohn, and to you for joining us for a portion of your day or night. If you missed any portion of today's show, download it anytime for free at Bradblog.com. Drop me email if you like. I'm Bradcast at Bradblog.com. And on the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am simply the Brad Blog. That's it. Until we meet again tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Win, 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 win.